Thank you for tuning in and listening. We are delighted to welcome you to the podcast of Fiona Arrigo, founder of the award-winning Arrigo programme and A Place to Heal. Fiona Arrigo is one of the foremost internationally acclaimed intuitive healers, a biodynamic psychotherapist, mentor and life teacher, and is acknowledged as a leader in her field. In this episode of Sunday Sanctuary, Fiona talks to master astrologer Debbie Frank and Cornelius O'Shaughnessy, founder of Body Maya. They discuss the importance of the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction on the 21st of December 2020, which is said to be the entering of the new Aquarian paradigm. Just looking through, it's so lovely to see you all. And oh my goodness, every single one of you are mentioned, are, were mentioned, are, are welcome. So many of you, what a beautiful tribe. This morning, we're going to start with um, Aquarian flexibility, adaptability, heartfeltness and spontaneity. So before we start, I would just like to open our circle this morning for anybody that you would like our collective prayer to go towards. So if we just shut our eyes, feel the connection of this group of committed travelers on the conscious path, bringing light and love and wisdom. And anybody that you feel healing, you can either mention their their names out loud or just inside um, yourselves. So just holding everybody else that needs healing at these times, please let's offer this morning's awareness, commitment, expansion to the beings on, in all planes that need support and healing. May all beings be happy, may all beings be free, may all beings be free of suffering. So, um, Debbie Frank has very kindly and um, yeah, very kindly stepped in to talk to us about astrology today. And beloved Cornelius is going to be talking to us also because these are such significant times that we're moving towards. Um, I'll speak to you for about 30 minutes, Debbie for about 30 minutes, and then there'll be questions. If you have for Debbie, please write them in the chat and we'll answer the ones that we can. And then Cornelius will come in and, and talk and then I'll um, finish. So Debbie is a master world-renowned astrologer with decades of experience in mentoring, teaching, and providing um, life healing to her clients worldwide. I mean, she's a very, 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 very profound astrologer. So I would like to acknowledge where we are right now in these powerful times of great, great change. And just to take a moment to really honor yourself and put your hands on your heart and to honor your journey that you've done this year. I feel tender in as much as that, you know, we began holding this circle nine months ago in March. Uh, we met weekly 
And I know through journeying with you at this time that I have changed and transformed so much in my own personal journey. So I really would love you to acknowledge and really look at yourselves this morning and how far you have come and transformed. And to look at your community, the choices you have made, and really see the quality of this. You know, sometimes we don't notice as we're moving so fast. So why I wanted Debbie and Cornelius to join us today was also because um, the next Sunday Sanctuary will be around the Chinese New Year, which is a much, which is really when the, the calendar begins and it's a much more auspicious time than January the 1st. So I'll try and do our next Sunday Sanctuary around that time and what the new year will be bringing and, and what we could be looking at. Um, but this moment in time is a huge moment for potential for new life opening up. I mean, of course, this is true that this is happening all the time and every minute, but there are some very powerful transits that are coming up, particularly the one on the 21st of December, which Debbie's going to talk to you about. This doesn't, of course, mean that we will all be riding dolphins flying over rainbows. Um, it doesn't mean necessarily that life gets easy in a twink of an eye, but it does mean that there are profound energy shifts that we need to have in our awareness so we can work with. And if we look back over the last nine months and recap a little over the accumulated lessons that we have learned, um, our first call when we were first put into lockdown was of course to slow down. And this is still very, very, very much the energy, the medicine to slow down and notice and interconnect and to find your own authority. We began the journey of coming back into balance with nature, with our own true natures with Mother Earth, with our Earth family, dropping into a more attuned level of care, of consciousness, compassion, flexibility, letting go of rigidity. We did a whole Sunday Sanctuary on that. Finding new pathways to walk, becoming conscious of our choices, our resonances, and what we are personally attuning to because this time, this Aquarian field is about your sovereignty. This is where we serve from, is by becoming as an intact we, as we can be and not being um, brainwashed into anybody else's ways. It's finding our own way and coming from that position to serve the whole. becoming more mindful, building community, becoming more community conscious, cooperation, finding our nose, coming back into the center of our beings, 
living more soulfully, in an activism, sacred activism, creating more spaciousness, more emptiness, collaboration, learning the power of our individual voice and how our thoughts and our, our choices really influence the whole today as we become more authentic, more transparent. We, we don't have to be public, but we need to be mindful of what we are contributing to the planet in every action that we make. And most importantly, coming deeper service, not in sacrifice, the age of sacrifice is over, but service is the lead and learning discernment and embodiment. And these are some of the flavors that we've been working with through these months. You know, I've often say that you know, pre-COVID, pre we normalized greed, oppression, exhaustion, depletion, overworking, um, taking um, entitlement, all, and these energy constructs have been dismantling and will continue to dismantle our lack of justice, our lack of care. And so all through this time, we've been pulling out the roots that do not support us, that do not support Mother Earth and do not support the collective humanity. So we were put in Mother Nature's waiting room for the good of all, learning to live in coherence and learning new ways, new pathways. This is so important and, con and continues to be important. The world is coming together in a new way and we are finding new ways to be on our earth. This means of course, a new economy, a new economy of care, caring for each other, cultivating our own life energy, not leaking, which we've been doing and how we've been brought up. We've been brought up to look outside. This is the return journey to come inside, to live from the inside out. We are adapting to a whole new world. And COVID, has been changing our world. In a way, COVID has been a messenger of light. It has brought the change and how we're going to travel, how we're going to work, what our relationships are going to be like. It's, it, 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 we're in a whole new frontier, which I believe is, even though I'm an intuitive and not an astrologer, but I believe this is the markings of what we're looking at in this next, this next moment of December the 21st. So it's, it's learning to not resist. That's going to make everything harder. But learning discernment, it's, it's this balance of having your own authority and knowing what's right and being clear on that. But if we resist and we um, were unable to surrender, we're unable to be flexible, things can get more hard. And again, it comes back to you finding your own truth. Our future belongs to working as community, no doubt working as a group. The day of separateness and singular is over. And I believe 
elitism may have had its day. We're coming into a new world order. It takes time. And as, as I've said, you know, as spirit weavers, thread weavers, midwives, you know, the work that we do is for all future generations. It's not for personal gain. It's for the dedication for all future generations. I believe that we've got a whole um, legacy of young that are coming up fast, that have a voice, that have a voice of Aquarian leadership, that want a new map of equality. They're gonna be coming near voting power and they want change. And this hierarchical way of being has to come down and find a new way of cooperation. And how do we work together as leaders? You know, singular leadership, government party, and you know, it's in interesting in a way what Biden is doing. You know, we can't have this one way system anymore. I think that's a, isn't that an old, <laughs> that's a, a traffic sign, a one way system. <laughs> We can't have that anymore. You know, we've got a whole bunch of new world entrepreneurs that really want to make a difference on our planet for these times. So we have been called to find a new balance, go more local, travel more local. You know, as countries are closing down, you know, how do we adapt not being able to move around and I would absolutely like to promote Aquarian travel, <laughs> which is learning to find space within. Holidays are inside our being and freedom is inside. That's Aquarian travel for me. So the good news is it doesn't cost you anything. So I, I, that's my Christmas present. Have a wonderful Aquarian traveling time. So this is definitely an epoch time. Um, I think it's something like a 200 year cycle, but De Debbie will talk about this and how we've changed from earth to air. And so we come into the energy of hope. We're not coming into the energy of being blinkered or deluded, but to see life for what it is and to understand that we are coming to the end of a cycle. And that everything that we've in encountered this year is in a way being symbolized as an end of an age. So just to take a few seconds to, to, to absorb that, that this is the end of a cycle, a way of being, and the end of an old age. Again, it's not gonna happen just like that, but the energy structures are escalating us more and more towards this. So how do we choose to turn up in the world has never been more important. All of us are being invited to partake in a different world, a fairer world, one where there is enough for everyone. And life will be moving and shifting around us and, and coming deep back into yourself so you feel safety from the inside. 
as the outside world in a way fails to provide this. So you yourself finding safety on the inside. And also with your Sangha, with your soul tribe. This is why we all love community. and We all work so hard to build community support so that you really have that. And I'm so pleased with, you know, what we've been doing in Arigo with all the communities that we've set up through the retreats, through New Codes of Living, through the Sangha. It really is so that we can support each other. So this is the path of individual individualization. And how do we serve from this place right now? And we are learning to come into a new way for the good of all. And so with that, I'm absolutely so delighted to have uh, Debbie with us. So if we could pass over to Debbie. Fine, thank you so much, Fiona. It's such a joy to be here. And you know, it's quite strange, isn't it? That um, obviously our thoughts go out to John and um, the suddenness of me stepping in here. And you know, this, kind of is very symbolic of the Aquarian age and how we are suddenly thrust into things. I think that's really part of the new paradigm um, that we're all experiencing, how suddenly kind of the COVID era came upon us and we have to find something in ourselves. That's really the way forward now. And, and it is a really very exciting and thrilling adventure. Um, of course, we're we're moving into unknown territory, but but let me just start with this incredible, auspicious, astronomical event that's happening on the winter solstice. When you think that Jupiter and Saturn as two planets, if any of you have been gazing at the night sky, you may have seen Mars burning in a kind, it's not really a red planet, it's more of an amber planet. Um, Mars has been very prominent, but Jupiter and Saturn have been edging closer and closer together. And every 20 years, they form a conjunction, a great conjunction, which starts a new cycle. And actually, the financial markets respond to this new cycle. I mean, it really does have a very big impact on the collective. But more than that, it's not just the great conjunction. We are actually on the verge now of the great mutation, which means that Jupiter and Saturn, as Fiona described, are moving from the age of Earth, which is very material oriented, to the true Aquarian age, the age of air. And actually Jupiter and Saturn themselves are moving into the sign of Aquarius um, just on the 17th and the 19th of December. And then they join and form this grand conjunction. And I really hope it's not going to be a misty sky and that we will be able to see or see this very bright um, double planet in the sky. And I think that this is equivalent to the star of Bethlehem. I'm, many um, astronomers and astrologers believe that the star of Bethlehem that was sought out by the Magi um, was actually a triple conjunction of perhaps Jupiter, Saturn and Venus. But the double conjunction is also happening at a time when these two planets are very close to Earth. So it's sort of like everything is converging to make this 
of great import, I would say. So it's time to be our own wise men and women. This is what we need to find within ourselves. We're setting off en route now to finding this, this star, this guiding light, and the sort of wonderment of this new age, which is dawning. Now, because it's the new paradigm of stepping out of what's been, a, you know, recently a very Capricorn age and the beginning of this year, 2020, there was this incredible lineup of planets in Capricorn. And I was looking at this in, say, 2016 and thinking, my goodness, you know, it's so unusual, this great convergence of planets. What does that really mean? And actually it's really been very much about fear that's the thing I didn't know that it was going to be COVID I knew that it was going to be something global I knew that it would sort of bring everyone together and take them out of their normal lives and that there would be a lot of fear associated with that and also the backdrop of the change of our old old um structure and system right across the globe politically economically i mean only covid could have really done this um and i think it's very interesting that covid itself is invisible so i mean it has been a messenger as fiona so aptly articulated that it is about realizing the power of the intangible I mean, this thing that we can't even see and the power of it to bring the old structure down, to dismantle it, um, so that we're stopped in our tracks. We are literally in the sort of, in the interval of the great show of, of life here on planet Earth. It's like, you know, we're in the intermission. Um, and we're, we're moving towards this great new era, this great new paradigm, which because it's actually an 800 year cycle, um, the Jupiter uh, and Saturn stay within the elements. There are four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. So they've been within the earth element for the last 200 years. They're moving into air for the next 200 years. But of course, it's actually a great mutation because they've completed the whole circuit. It's an 800 year era. And 800 years, I mean, it's like we're moving out of the dark ages. Um, if you think back um, this, this level of time into the Renaissance, into, again, this sense of bright light, this sense of moving into the freedom of air and the ingenuity of air, and in particular, the air sign of Aquarius, which is about innovation, the individual. And it's... it's um, it's a very interesting sign, Aquarius, because it straddles individuality and uniqueness. And it's very much about finding our own way, finding our own truth, being uniquely who we are. But Aquarius is also about joining with the collective, with humanity, with seeing beyond ourselves. And that is what the water bearer, the sign of Aquarius brings. Each of us, also no matter what our sun sign, um, we each hold all of the 12 signs within us. We have, you know, 10 planets, 10 major heavenly bodies to look at, to see the position. We might have our planets positioned in Aquarius. Even if we do not, we 
can we hold each of us the essence of Aquarius within us and this is what we need to bring forth and call forth from deep inside and to start living in alignment really um, as the ancient Babylonians would say as above so below so as above is moving into the Aquarian age so below here we are on the material earth plane in our human lives experiencing the end of this very materialistic era and moving into a state of greater connection because materialism by definition separates us because it is if you think of all material objects there is that thing which is solid and then the the definition of that ends and it's very everything is very clear and very defined in materialism when we move into this realm um, which is a flow which is of ideas you know where do they begin and where do they end so we're automatically moving into an entirely different um, area and, and and it's very exciting it's this realm of invisibility this realm of quantum physics and frequency and resonance I mean it's absolutely wonderful and I'm thrilled of course that science is finally giving this quantum field resonance it's um, it's due they're beginning to discover almost what the ancients knew all along that everything is connected that to actually think that we're all separated that is the great illusion so you know it really is um, a thrilling time to be here on planet Earth and, and what are we all going to do with it and uh, as Fiona mentioned of course you know things don't happen in the blink of an eye we can look at a specific date like December the 21st the winter solstice a monumentally auspicious time but it doesn't mean that you know we then move into December the 22nd and we wake up and suddenly we're all different um, it is a process and if you think about the process of Covid what a process that has been this year that's just in this short time um we're in an ongoing new process and we're at the beginning of a new age and you think of the light kind of coming through the cracks it's not like you know it's fully opened yet so we're beginning to let the light in we're beginning to think in this more renaissance way because quite simply the old ways do not work they are falling apart at the seams there has to be something that joins us together and it's you know very interesting no matter what side of the political divide you're on but joe biden's sort of first words were about you know being here for the soul of the nation you know we know then that we're moving into a less materialistic age we're moving uh with leadership that is actually incorporating and including the soul i mean hallelujah what fantastic words these are um and healing I and mean, he's talking he's mentioning that word healing um so we need to be looking at you know how we can move into this new healing era in ourselves um, to to actually move into the Aquarian age um, it's very important to first of all find our individuality and so that is why the starting point on the winter solstice of finding your inner wise being which we all have resident within us and how we've all looked outside for counsel for answers um, you know, that actually we have all of these answers inside of ourselves if we can be still enough to get in touch with this voice, um, which actually then is the ultimate 
way to soothe us, to heal us, because we have access to this infinite resource of inner knowing deep within us. And once we can start to get hold of that and to let that flow, then it kind of moves through us. It's channeled through us out into the world. That's when we start to really be able to move as a collective, as a group, as a tribe, as a soul tribe, as a network, and to make great things happen on the earth. It's not as if we're, you know, we cannot leave um, the material behind. We are incarnated in a body. We are here on the earth plane. And, you know, Mother Earth is asking us to take tender care of her now, as she has taken tender care of us. So it's kind of turning things around, um, becoming not the child of the earth, but the parent of the earth and actually tending to the earth so that we can um, pay our respects, really. So I think this is an amazing time. Um, 2021, um, yes, there are signatures of the old fighting with the new. I mean, that's an inevitable thing. Um, when we're moving into these new eras, it takes a lot, you know, to actually um, get into it fully and properly because all of us want to cling to our comfort zones and often our comfort zones is quite simply what we know even if we didn't feel that comfortable within it it's just familiar and therefore it's pretty scary moving out of it so I think all of us even if we recognize we're on a journey um, we're looking um, to see if we can almost negotiate with the future and go well if I can just hold on to this you know yes I can move forward but please don't let my life change that much um, so we're kind of wrestling with ourselves at this stage daring ourselves to move in to this new era but as each of us find this divine spark of individuality within us we can kind of hold each other's hands through this process because we're all a little bit scared because it is the unknown let's face it um, and that actually I mean to be here, uh, to, to move from the fear into the excitement, which is actually part of a spectrum. So if we can step away from the fear and into the thrillingness of it, that it is, you know, like being given a totally new lease of life. I mean, what is going to unfold? It's so creative. Um, it's so thrilling that actually when we look at it from that end of the spectrum, there is no reason to fear anything um, except fear itself. And of course, you know, when we're looking at mass media, we're being pumped with fear all the time um, as they wheel out all the scientists and the doctors of death and the doom and gloom and all of the control paradigm, which also goes along with the material paradigm because it's about controlling and keeping us small and keeping systems in place well as we know that's going to be impossible and it already is impossible and therefore it's there's this inevitability that we are organically moving through into this new age of Aquarius and some of us perhaps a little bit more familiar with it and excited about it than others but all of us will have to move into this place um so yes, I find it um, a wonderful time to be in the realm of astrology. I find that astrology has been so helpful in terms of offering comfort and support because it literally is a mirror 
um, of the frequencies that we're experiencing here on Earth and this moving into the unknown. And we can't change the fact that we're moving into the unknown, but we can see that there is um, a method in the madness, so to speak, that this universal energy, this is what our souls signed up for. We signed up to be here. And um, and then we're going, what? Um, <laughs> we, we can't remember that we did that. Um, we forget and we, we start clinging again. But so it's like stealing ourselves um, to actually get back in touch with our souls and our soul purpose that definitely did want to be here at this time and to be part of this great movement. Um, and therefore, I am, you know, welcoming this moving into December. Um, we have a pair of eclipses happening just prior to this great conjunction. So there's going to be an eclipsed full moon on Monday, the 30th, and an eclipsed new moon on the 14th of December. And eclipses are also a very epic, um, they're sort of like supercharged new and full moons. They clear out the energies. And there are definitely times when we we feel more aligned with fate and destiny and that often um, coincide with very big news. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that Donald Trump has said um, that uh, when the result of the electoral college is known, that is when um, he will sort of actually comply. And guess what? That's going to be on the 14th of December. So, um, you know, and that happens to be right on his moon, but that's another, <laughs> that's an aside. But, you know, um, it is amazing to see how all these things correlate and unfold. Um, and watching him almost as a symbol of that old paradigm, having, you know, as he's wanted to cling on, that he has not wanted to let go. And, you know, the mirror in all of us, as we all have our own inner Donald Trump, I'm afraid we do, <laughs> in our shadow. And, you know, where do we need to let go um, as we watch him having to do it? And what is it that we're clinging on to? And um, what kinds of, you know, false power maybe and control? Um, where can we just surrender to what is trying to be born in this time? Um, so it is remarkable. Um, but it is exhausting as well. That's the other thing. You know, we need to take better care of ourselves because the process is exhausting and there's a lot of collective fear out there that all of our sensitives are picking up and we're doing a lot of work on behalf of others really processing all of the fear all of the grief that's out there um all of the unknown so it's not just you know what's going on in our own lives but um we are very much picking up the collective consciousness at this time and doing a lot of healing work so i think I speak for all of us when we say we've needed to sleep a little more, meditate a little more, um, take greater care of ourselves and um, that we will emerge, I think, with this inner truth fully intact and things that we are actually going to be doing with this inner truth. It's not going to be just a concept. It is going to be a reality that translates into our worlds that we live in, our lives that we live um, so it is phenomenal and um and i think we're all blessed actually to be here at this time to be honest i mean um it, it's an incredible opportunity with incredible potential within it um and we mustn't lose sight of that every time we switch on the news and hear about um 
you know, how how terrifying it is. Um, we need to um, put our mask on, our psychic mask on to protect us from the fear. Never mind the virus, yes, but the fear is what we need to protect ourselves from because our souls do not feel this fear. Our souls knew that this was going to happen and they're perfectly fine with it. It's just us in our smaller selves, in our ego selves and in our clinging to the familiarity. And of course, this is what mass media and governments play into um, when actually we are all bigger than that. We have this vast awareness and wisdom within us that will guide us and steer us. And again, if we're looking for the governments to tell us what to do, they're going to take us to the wrong place. We need to find it within ourselves um, and to hold that space within ourselves as well, not to be filled with what they design to pump us with at this time, because the more afraid we are, the more controllable we are, um, the easier it is for them, for their agenda. Um, so we have to have our own agenda of truth. And that is the real agenda. Um, that's the ultimate. Um, and I think, you know, just bringing it down to a very mundane level. I mean, all of us have already this year um, experienced a kind of interruption as you go back to this idea of it being an interval, an intermission or an interruption to the way we lived our lives. And that um, to have that space, it's like it is just like a great big pause between the in and the out breath, isn't it? Um, that we can take and fill ourselves um, with prana, with, um, with something that is golden to us, actually. It's what we've actually perhaps been needing and wanting for so long as we've been running ourselves ragged, following this old paradigm in its last gasp, actually. Um, so, um, it, you know, it's been a blessing to step Back. and stepping back can be just such a powerful action um, and to be like the sea and to actually go tidal on ourselves and just actually retreat so that we're ready to resurface and re-emerge and to come back full with this incredible wisdom with this incredible truth that we have um, and to know what it is to be able to relax in this time I mean how difficult it was for us to relax before to really relax we would grab a little bit of relaxation or we'd have to control our relaxation we'd have to go somewhere to relax and the stress of getting to that place where we would be able to relax when actually we have it available within us all the time and that so many more people are meditating and finding this peace um, and you know in many ways um, we've all been given permission to live our lives differently um, and and so many people are making those decisions to move um, locations and maybe never go back to the office. Um, it's, it's incredible that life can change so dramatically within really a relatively short space of time. And then, you know, to start with, perhaps so many of us are thinking, well, when are we going to get back to our old lives? And I knew we were never going to go back. And so, um, having to say well actually it's not going to happen we're not going back um and it's like oh no you know then what well then you know we we have to make friends with the new normal um because we will be thriving in the new normal it's not less than it's more than 
It's about, you know, everything that can bring us into alignment with this newness, with this freshness, with this idea of Aquarius, which is all about new and fresh, not old and stale. Um, so just because it's the way it's always been doesn't mean to say it's actually good for us or any good at all. Quite honestly, it's just a structure. It's just a setup. And isn't it interesting how things that you think are so solid and real can just disappear? I mean, before our eyes. So very solid things have disappeared. So we have to put our faith now in what's invisible, um, in, in our inner knowing and in birthing this new reality and we've all got our own unique space and part to play in this don't you think Fiona um yeah um it's so no matter what sign you are um you all have this Aquarian energy within you and um it's pulling it to the forefront um your own creativity your inventiveness as they say you know necessity is the mother of invention and you know we're finding that it's like well okay who else can I be it's not it is you know what am I going to be doing but who am I really that's what this really is a crisis of identity so many kind of crises have come up it is a health crisis it's been a crisis of intimacy as well because for many people um there's been kind of like too much intimacy that they never are used to dealing with because the outside setup and paradigm was that we were so distracted that what we thought was relationship was not what it actually is when you're cloistered with someone 24 7 so we've had to deal with um our comfort zone in terms of you know the level of intimacy that's been thrust upon us and then for others of course much greater loneliness or aloneness um, where they have been separated because they're not living with other people and um, actually sort of getting to grips with that again having less availability in the outside world there's been all sorts of extraordinary processes kind of thrust into our lives um, the crisis of intimacy being one of them um, and the dehumanization that goes along with mask wearing, um, whether you, you know, are a mask um, aficionado or not, I mean, you know, it's about what does it mean, okay, not what it does in terms of the virus. What is it doing for us energetically to have our mouths covered? What does it mean um, for children to see... Uh, all the adults just um, complying with masks and, you know, what kind of a world is this imprinting on them in their energetic bodies, which are forming in terms of intimacy in the future when the masks do come off? Um, it's it's just really a fascinating time. Um, uh, and, you know, I think that, you know, it's all about reality. You know, what is our reality? Where do our, Where do we place our faith? Um, in terms of what's real. And I think as an astrologer, um, for every client that I work with, I definitely realized many years ago that we all have our own reality, um, that there is no such thing as the reality because we all perceive things so differently. We see it through our own lens. We see it through our own mindset, our own value system, our own emotional blueprint, our early bonding. Um, so there are so many things that come into play to create our reality. 
Um, and yet now we have this choice we're being given to create a new reality, no matter what has gone on before. Um, and perhaps we've never had so much choice, which is an irony, because at the same time as we may be thinking, we have no choice because, you know, the government is forcing us to be compliant and our old business may be failing us in some way. But actually, you know what? We're at this point of incredible choice, which stems from who are you really? Not who you thought you were, not who you used to be. Who could you be? Who do you want to be now? Um, and this is, you know, moving into that other end of the spectrum again of seeing it as an excitement, as a potential, as a possibility, which is infinite. And we do know that, you know, in terms of quantum, everything is infinite. Everything actually is available to us, um, except for the old reality. That is the one thing <laughs> that is not available to us any longer. That literally has, you know, it's it's like the universe has said, that's it. We're moving out of that era. Um, we're moving out of that whole level um, which was predicated on competition, duality, physicality, materialism. Um, and I think we're going to be given this opportunity about, uh, you know, to, to, to understand what true connection really is. I think, you know, we have not been living in a world of connection. And, and again, another irony, we're more connected via technology than ever before, but we're so disconnected. But this is about our spiritual connection with each other. And I think we've all found during this time of lockdown um, that our soul tribes are so important to us um, that we, we have that knowing that you know, these people really get it, um, that we are resonating on the same frequency, um, that we are sustained because we know we're not the only ones that feel like this. And so I think this connection is going to be something that's hugely important. This is very much in the spirit of Aquarius going forwards and um, the kinds of communities we're going to set up. And, and you know, what they're based on, the principles that they're based on, much more humanitarian, you know, looking for the greater good, not just for ourselves, not just, you know, what are we going to get out of it? But, you know, what are we leaving behind as well? What is our legacy in terms of the planet, in terms of our principles and our values? And, you know, perhaps the greatest principle of all, the love principle, the love connection. Um, we've been given a gift of experiencing love in much more, you know, of the invisible ways of love instead of the tangible um, gifts that people would give each other um, or how they would show love in very practical, physical ways, um, becoming now much more about connection, like minds, kindness that we feel in these times, looking out for one another, checking in with one another. I mean, this is the, the miracle of COVID actually, dare I say. I mean, of course, COVID has its downside. There is death. Um, it has brought um, a lot of suffering and sorrow. Um, and yet suffering and sorrow are kind of non-negotiable part of life. It's, you know, they come to all of us in some way, shape or form. We experienced at this point a kind of collective suffering um, 
which is more even than most people would feel in a war because it would be only your country and the one you're fighting against, or perhaps if there are the allied forces or whatever, but we're literally looking at something global here. This is really mega, which brings me back to this feeling of, you know, look at all of our souls in the world that are all, all going through this simultaneously. And that's why those of us, um, who are perhaps wanting to be in an awakened state have been processing a lot more on behalf of the world because it's just so massive um, that we are being given this opportunity to all experience something simultaneously. Um, it's really that in itself is absolutely unique. Um, so we're moving into 2021. Um, Saturn, which is the planet which rules the old, is going to be itself at war with Uranus, which rules the new. So we're going to get a big jangle going on here um, as the old and the new continue to fight for space. But the new wins um, because Uranus, um, you know, is is literally not ever going to be contained in something that has been before. We're looking at Uranus, which is the Aquarian planet. It's this whole principle of, you know, birthing into the unexpected and things that we could never imagine were possible. Uranus is like a sort of lightning bolts of epiphanies. Um, uh, where we are kind of, you know, the lights go on in terms of our whole energetic bodies and we're suddenly capable, like more parts of our brains are going to be working and switched on. Um, but also we can love more fully, we can connect more fully. Uh, so I, I think it's an extraordinary time. The whole thing about Aquarius and its planet Uranus is that it's extraordinary, whereas the old material is ordinary. We're moving out of ordinary into extraordinary. Um, so yeah, that's what um, that's where we're moving into. Um, just relinquishing that pull back or push back, um, and and daring with each moment, almost with each breath, with each day, to continue to step forward without fear into this new life that we're being given with its new opportunities. Um, so yes, I think that's um, pretty much what I have to say at this point, but I would um, urge you wherever you are in the world to try and take a look at this magnificent Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. It really will be awesome um, and an incredible sight. And when you do look at it, think of yourself as being that wise being, that wise person. And it really is something to connect with these planetary energies, with the astronomy of it, and um, to meditate on what it is you wish to find in this new era. Yeah. Debbie, wow. Thank you. How amazing. <laughs> that everybody really amazing thank you for your crystal clarity being able to bring all this together and of course for jumping in is there anybody that has a question I mean we've got you know Helen yeah because I didn't see there was just one question I think from Claire on here um so which we can talk about in a minute but Helen <laughs> please go ahead lovely Debbie, thank you so much. That was fascinating. Um, 
I mean, I probably have lots of questions, but I have one specific question, which is that my daughter turned 16 on the 21st of December. And I just wonder what that might mean for her. And if there's anything, any guidance I could give her without wishing to frighten her. <laughs> or no, alarm her. Well, I think um, what we would know then is that she's absolutely at the forefront of this new age is that, you know, she will be receiving the downloads and the codes um, to actually live this new era. I mean, her, her birthday means that her son is just there at the beginning of, of this time. I mean, she's a Capricorn, obviously, because the sun is moving into Capricorn, but it's Jupiter and Saturn that are moving into Aquarius. So she um, is going to be someone who will be able to make a reality out of this new wisdom that's unfolding, this new era. And um, I think that's a really unique bridge that she is um, between the past and the present and the future you know she is going to be the person that will help people cross to the other side of this new era um, Capricorn of course is a very um, sensible grounded energy and um, so in her own very grounded way she's going to be able to make sense of what it is that we're meant to be doing with our lives and you know I do feel that these Gen Z's my own daughter is a Gen Z I sort of noticed that they just seem to have been anyway born with this new awareness um, they just um, that old reality just doesn't make any sense to them they question it that's even before COVID so our future lies with them Thank you very much. That's great help. <laughs> and then there's a question here from Mel um, saying, um, could you explain the 800 year cycle? Yes. Um, the 800 year cycle is because there are four elements, earth, air, fire and water, and Jupiter and Saturn meet every 20 years in one particular element for a period of 200 years. So 200 times four makes 800. So that's how it works. It's a sort of mathematical equation, if you like, because the planets in their courses, you know, they all have their orbits, their cycles, and we all know what they're going to be doing in advance. But this particular um, moving into the new, it is a new 200 year cycle because it's moving into the element of air, but it's resetting the new 800 year cycle. So it's two cycles converging as one. Um, so it really is this, this new era that's starting. So, I mean, the age of Aquarius is very variable. People have been singing about it in the sixties. Um, and, you know, there isn't a date that we would say that is when it starts. But to be honest, um, this date seems to me, and I'm not alone in that, many astrologers think the same, that this date of, of um, December the 21st on the, on the winter solstice and the fact that they're so close to the earth and so visible um, feels like that really is uh, the true turning into the age of Aquarius. And of course, Pluto eventually in a few years is going to move into Aquarius as well. So we're moving into the, the new zeitgeist. It's all Z, isn't it? The Gen Z's, the zeitgeist, you know, and it's all, they hold this Aquarian um, value system within them. Um, so we're moving from something which is very much more structured and defined from Capricorn into something which honors the individual and also humanity and community. Wonderful. 
Thank you. Um, there's a question from Claire saying, where do we look in our own chart for where we need to let go? Well, I think if you know your own chart, um, if you um, have planets in Capricorn or that you're, you have a very strong Saturn in your chart with the planet Saturn is very close to some of your personal planets, um, you'll know whether you're a person that tends to cling. A very strong Capricorn or Saturn signature is someone who um, is very drawn to more of that um, old paradigm because it gives security and stability in the old definition of what security and stability was. Um, there are some people who are on a very different frequency who um, have other planets much more strongly um, aligned in their charts, sort of Uranian people that, um, you know, can literally um, carry that spark of the new with them and, and love the new and don't have the fear. So I think we need to let go of it. I think the clue is, where is the fear? You know, if we can find where is the fear, then that's the very thing that you need to let go of. Wonderful. Thank you. Hi, Debbie. Um, thank you. Uh, I just wondered if the fear is, um, from my understanding, is where the wound is, which is Chiron. Does that make sense or am I making things yes. up? Yes. Um, well, Chiron is the wounded healer asteroid. You're absolutely right. Um, Yes, um, he creates a very sort of sore spot or sensitive spot. We all have Chiron somewhere in our charts and there can be a lot of fear as we wish to cover the wound. Um, but, you know, we need to uncover it in order to heal it. And I would say it's really those two, yes, Chiron and Saturn um, that cause that clinging. Um, and then, you know, often we meet people not by accident it's meant to be who um who sort of pick at that wound or uncover it or expose it in some way or people who have a direct link and are able to heal it so um these are obviously um souls that we have already signed up to meet with in our life's journey um and you know that's why they say sometimes the soulmate is the person that hurts you because you um, you have to have a quite a strong soul contract um, for that to come through in your life journey. And it's only with hindsight when you're moving into the healing that you realize, gosh, that was the only person that could have brought this about. And actually, I'm grateful for the insight. I'm so blessed to have the healing on this. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. So, Debbie, bless you for your time, sweetheart. Oh, all, thank you. These um, details are in our chat if you want to connect with her and all her amazing work that she's doing. And have a fantastic weekend. <laughs> Much and everyone, blessings to everybody. Thank you. Thank you. So, let's just take a breath after that. And we're going to have Cornelius join us. Find you. Hello. Hi, lovely. Thank you, Debbie. Such a, a great insight into the, the astrological perspective. Um, I suppose what I want to kind of add to that is like, up until now, this wanting of this new change, this hoping, this prayer for it has all felt very ethereal and very pie in the sky. It's something we've hoped for and longed for, but we've had some questions about whether it's going to happen. And I think what many, many spiritual people are, are saying now, and we're all echoing, is that 
It's not about uh, if it will happen, it's happening. It's, it's actually happening now. And what we're seeing, obviously, from the astrological perspective, we can understand, but we can see it from every angle and lens we look. So if we even look at what's going on physically now at the moment, we have something called a, a, South, um, a South Atlantic anomaly, which is there's this huge hole appearing in the, the, the Earth's um, magnetic field. We have the solar, uh, solar eruptions, uh, holes within the, the, the coronal holes that are developing and pushing out all of this radiation energy into the Earth. We're noticing that the North Pole is starting to move more towards Siberia. We're seeing things called, uh, they're called Steve actually, but they're, they're, it's an acronym, uh, it uh, stands for, I'll read it out actually, I never quite remember, strong thermal emission velocity enhancement. These huge green bolts of energy that, are, that look like they're coming through in these northern lights. So we're seeing a huge amount of physical change that can't be explained through um, uh, the amount of it, and especially the anomaly through science, and yet, there are spiritual people and obviously uh, astrologers and the like that are saying this is this is happening the, the changes are happening we're seeing the huge um geopolitical shifts we're seeing uh things collapse around us we're seeing old paradigms try to reassert their dominance through fear narratives and things like that so it, it i think you know part of what i want to get across to people when i'm speaking to them now is that it is happening and as Debbie was saying, and as Fiona is saying, it's, it's important that we meet this moment with the right kind of mindset. We don't want to be consumed into fear-based uh, thinking patterns. We want to find peace and stillness within our mind. We want to open up to the change, to the opportunity of change. And what this opportunity um, gives us is, is transformation. That's why we have to be so careful what we're focusing on. Because when these changes start to happen, these energies come in, they're churning up, changing everything. They're, whatever you're holding in your mind, the creative potential of that is going to be a thousand times a thousand fold. If you thought you're holding your intention was important before these times, now it's, it's very important. So I want to do a, a kind of short kind of meditative journey about perspective and about this setting this kind of pure intent. Um, this is something that I'd advise you to do each morning as you, uh, as you wake up or each afternoon when you, when you meditate. And to just be conscious of throughout the day, to ensure that your mind is perfectly aligning with all of these, all of these changes that are going on. There's going to be the opportunity, if you want, to, to get into the collapse of the old and get terrified about it collapsing. Um, or there's the opportunity to pull your perspective into the new and for fear to become excitement uh, about what's happening and what's arising. And so if you're, you'll notice as soon as your perspective shifts to the old and what's happening with it, it's going to be alarming. As soon as your perspective shifts to what's new and what's coming, your, um, uh, your perspective will lighten up. So, so yeah, just to be very mindful of that because there are a lot of, as I say, influences that are encouraging fear, reactions from fear. And it's just important that you don't follow these at the moment. So why kind of turning the telly off is, is, is a very, very good idea. So more time connecting and coming within than you do looking to see what uh, the old paradigm and, and its expression is saying about this change. Because if you are clinging on to old patterns, it's not going to be a, a, a walk or a breeze in the park. So don't be listening to people that are doing that and uh, listening to their assertions about how awful everything is. Um, yeah, so so while we've all been praying for this change and longing for it, when it happens, we're faced with what? 
radical change and that's obviously there's, there's that sense of anxiety and alarm that comes up so really just remembering that this that is happening as Debbie's explaining and I've been explaining with what's going on with the earth this is completely out of our hands this is not about some nefarious people doing something and we have to ah whether that's happening or not it doesn't really that's not the crux of it the crux of it is this energy that's coming in and you will find the display of that change that takes on all sorts of all sorts of um, all sorts of forms. So, yeah, not getting entangled within within these kind of fear narratives. Coming to this very very clear perception of ourselves and of what we want going forward. And as Debbie is saying, this kind of loosening up from materialism, loosening up from this earth-centered. I want, I want, ensure that your desires are reflective of the change of the energy that's coming in. So we move into spaciousness, into openness, into selflessness, rather than, um, rather than focusing on, uh, on our own gains and attains and wants and whether we've got the right cars and houses and boyfriends and girlfriends and, 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 and what have you not. So as this change happens, it's as though this huge fire of transformation that's always there in the ether, really. But all of a sudden, it's not meeting earth, it's meeting air. That's what's changing. And, and, and we know what happens when fire meets earth, it goes out or it's hard to stay alight. But when fire meets air, boom. So, so, so really centering ourselves, ourselves into that. And yeah, not getting too consumed in, as I said, uh, old paradigms, narratives about what's going on. You're going to find lots of truth from liars and lots of lies from sources of truth. Everything is gonna look like it's Alice in Wonderland up, down. And they've told us about this time within the teachings, they've told us exactly what we need to do. Over thousands and thousands of years through these cycles and observing these cycles, the wise ones watched and they learned how to best respond. And they gave us a very clear prescription for this time. They described everything that was going to happen and they said, this is what we must do. We must center ourselves within our most profound, pure intention and rest there. You know, the, the, these teachings, these Eastern philosophical teachings, countless books countless books but um, one student said master when these times arise when the planets uh, when the planets are shifting when 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 the world is shifting what do we do and he said it's very very easy you don't have to worry about what's happening you just need to be aware of one instruction if you wake up tomorrow and you find yourself in the moon on the moon don't be afraid if you wake up tomorrow and you find yourself in heaven don't be afraid if you wake up and find yourselves in a hell realm don't be afraid and that it's the it's the, the the fear that we're feeding into a situation that causes it to, to to take on negative form what we've got to try and do is is align ourselves with this pure intent free ourselves up from fear and start to get easy with changes and how they're happening so i'm going to take us on a, a little bit of a meditation focused around this if we get ourselves nice and comfortable Just allowing ourselves to rest. Just allowing your mind to rest. And if we want to conquer fear, we, what we're really talking about is conquering desire. So as we sit, just removing the value that we're placing on 
the desire as it arises in the mind and instead falling into profound acceptance. When we create desire, we're grasping out to try and cling on to something and now's not the time to do that. It's not the time to cling on. Just easing away from desire and falling into surrender, to acceptance. The prescription is to let go, ease, space, openness, not just to that which we find pleasurable, but that which is also uncomfortable. That's what surrender is, not getting what you want, but simply meeting what is with a sense of openness and peace, a sense of fearlessness. This is how our mind gets the most from this incredible transformative energy that's pouring into this realm now. We surrender to it. I really want you to trust what's happening. This is nature, forces of nature. These are the forces that cause evolution and we come here at this moment, this earth, to experience. It's like an experiential delicacy. We get to experience critical mass, what that looks like, how that unfolds, how a civilization moves rapidly from one epoch into another. So don't be afraid. You have front row seats to the best show in the universe. Dreams you never knew that you had are going to come true. Whatever arises in this realm. You're going to learn so much, become so much. More than you had ever imagined. So just resting, allowing, trusting, faith in existence, life. God, whatever word you have for reality. So is the mind still falling into surrender and trust? The mind begins to become poised to absorbed, absorb and react. All of this profound transformative energy that's coming in it's our intent that guides that energy. So our intent's very important. So the yogic teachings, the Buddhist teachings, they talk about profound intent. If you can have everything that you dreamed for, then dream big. So meeting the energy of this moment, that's what we do as we open our hearts and our minds to this profound intent. So our prayer as we enter into this stillness is for those that wish to cross the water, may I become for them a raft, a boat, a bridge. 
May I become a mighty oak under which all can take shade. If there are famines, may I become the harvest. If there is thirst, may I be water. May I become a mystical spell that manifests as all that beings need in any realm that I arise in, any moment, any situation. May I arise as a liberator. May I arise as compassion. May I arise as wisdom. Just allowing the mind to rest and setting loosely on this profound intent to manifest wisdom, compassion, and enlightenment for the sake of all beings. Wanting nothing for myself other than to be everything I can be for the sake of all beings. If anyone has hurt or ridiculed or upset you, then offer nothing but forgiveness. And more so that every interaction any being has ever had with you may act as a condition that brings about their enlightenment. As we move into this new energy, let's let everyone off the hook, including ourselves because that's what freedom is. So we allow the mind to rest into this intent. And they assured us that if our mind is focused in this way as this energy comes through, but profound magic happens. This prayer creates a, a version of you, a vision of you that's way beyond any version that you could construct yourself. And we also call in all those other beings that come from this profound intent. We ask this army for assistance. fire that came in once met earth and now it meets air. And as that transformation happens, we sit without fear, without clinging on to the old. There's nothing to fear. Everything is happening as it should. So as we just gently open our eyes, allowing this intention and this ease to become our view, the view is so important. 
This becomes our view. Everything is view. That's all. Everything is view. So we open up into this. Allow our day to be infused with it. Allow it to become the lens which things are seen with, through. And when we have this, we don't need anything outside of ourselves. While everything's flailing around and we're waiting for leaders to emerge, we can sit with all of that. Because we found our own inner refuge, come from things from this perspective. You have absolute stability while everything is going on. So it's just so important now, whether it's meditation, whether it's you're sitting in the car on the way to somewhere, whether you're buttering your toast or it's just really important to be aware of where your, where your mind is and what you're, what you're bringing to this moment. And as the, as I said, as the old collapses, there will be a lot of people that are trying to sell you the idea this is something to be terrified of. And while fire is full of energy and power and it, we are in awe of it, we really don't need to be afraid. It's important you understand that you really do not need to be afraid. And if if fear is arising, there's there's a distortion in perspective. And so if you find fear arising, realize that's just a distortion in perspective. Take five minutes, take 10 minutes, go and lock yourself in the toilet for two minutes, do whatever you need to do to just ease that away and remind yourselves, come into trust, go and look outside at the sun and the sky and the plants growing. Does it look like life needs any help? You know, does it look like life needs any help in doing what it's doing? Um, and really, you know, open up into this moment. I can't tell you how excited I am by it, you know, as all this change happens. Can't tell you how excited I am. So I'm just so pleased that um, I'm so pleased that we're all here to witness what's going to happen, and I'm so pleased that you have this wonderful place to come and for us all to join together and uh, align all of our visions. Because as we all align all of our visions, this potentiates it even further. And and I think it's wonderful that you're kind of coming here to do that and not getting involved in all this kind of fear narratives and whatever else is going on at the moment. So. No, Charlotte. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you very much. And uh, yeah, if there's any questions, you can let me know or you can uh, um, put them in the, uh, uh, in the chat. Um, and I, my Instagram is Cornelius underscore non-duality if you want to follow me there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a very interesting next couple of months and going forward. Um, so uh, yeah, good luck in integrating this, uh, this, this wonderful, these wonderful energies coming through. Oh, bless you, Cornelius. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Thank you. So I'd like to open this um, space up for you. It doesn't have to necessarily be questions, but if you've got one, of course, Cornelius is here. But, you know, if, if there's anything from the community that you feel you want to share, any place that you want to talk about, it's open now for you. Can I ask a question? Um... Yeah, of course, Amber knowing what we know and all of the things that have been discussed today and it all makes a lot of sense um i don't know about anybody else but i'm struggling with being very conscious and being very aware of this change and wanting it and accepting it in 
and trying to navigate and understand how much of the old to let go. Do you let go of everything and emerge? I mean, in terms of practicalities of this world, how, you know, how do you negotiate that? How, how does that sort of weave into, because the practicality of tossing everything on its head is okay for some people and some people it's been pushed to that point. Um, but if you are doing it from a place of consciousness, it's very, it's not, I, I suppose maybe there's no answer, but it, it is a struggle to figure out how to um, accept and allow in the new and, you know, and make that work into your life. Can I just say something quickly in answer to that, Cornelius, before you jump in, sweetheart? I just think that the energy of this moment really demands and asks for your own inner guidance. So I notice the word struggle. And of course, in many aspects, there will be areas that we're bouncing against. But I think that this Aquarian age is so much about our own inner alignment moment by moment of what we feel is true to us. And the, uh, you know, and so if, 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 because I know you hold a lot of people and you do vast work and, you know, you will be affected by all that, but the answers really are without it being a cliche within, they are within and, and that let go, surrender, feeling safe within yourself, allowing and maybe not being so mental in the thing of having to do let go you know you've got because it's a it's a slow fast process it's not something that is you know we all agree on this all of us you all of us it's not like boom we've got the answers we're learning to find uh, that inner self of inner guidance and really trust that trust that um anyway it's the trust of it. It's the trust and that you, you know what's right for you. You are the, the, the guru within, you are the teacher within, you are the knower within, you are. And then there's the sangha, as we say, that we, we come to each other for support and help. And we're going to have really bad days. We're going to have heightened emotional days. We're going to have fearful days. We're going to have what the F days. We're going to have those. <laughs> because it's in the matrix of what we're dismantling from and to let go of any predisposition of how it should be and and really you know that 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 delicacy of being in the flow to allow and also when we don't know just to be, have that patience that compassion with yourself that's very global it's not direct but i just wanted to say that cornelius what, yeah, how no, did you Echoing that as well, it, it, it's the, what's happening to us and the process of transformation is, it, it, if you think about how a, a seed potentiates into a flower, it doesn't have to sit there thinking, oh, right, the, the thing's gonna crack now, and as it cracks, what do I do? And it doesn't have to actually engage with the, the process in that way. So I can understand why, you've, why you, you're doing that, because we all think that oh, something needs doing and therefore I must do something. But actually this is about, it's about not doing really. Uh, it's about e the, 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 the easier, the, you're gonna have an easier time if you just rest and surrender. That doesn't mean inaction, it means within your mind, you learn the art of not doing the art of surrender. And as your mind, if you, if you rest your mind more and more, 
and you just very lightly hold this pure intent it, it brings into being. It's, it's learning how the, the, the creative potential of your mind works. You just hold intent and bang, it happens. But make sure you hold selfless intent. That's really, really important. I think that's the key. And it is the difference between the old world of planning and this and that mm -hmm. to... Um, so I don't know if I was clear on it. It feels like there's a birthing already. Yeah. And I'm sitting with it and staying open to it. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, you then, as Fiona quite rightly said, you bounce against the old of, should I be doing this? Should I? So you're doing no. this dance of going back and forth. Yeah, and that part of that's part of that's being human as well. It, it, you know, and that's really important to understand that we, we often expect, you know, our perfect selves to just be in perfect clarity about everything that's happening all the time. Part of it is this, that part of, it's like a birth is a messy process, isn't it? I mean, and, and, and the birth of a seed, the birth of a creature, the birth of a human being, it's painful, it's this, it's that. And it's a surrendering into the, like Fiona was saying, there are gonna be bad days, there are gonna be good days, there are gonna be days when you think, you know, oh, you know I'm a celebrity, get me out of here type thing. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be challenging and all sorts of things. And you're, it's just allowing you to have that messy human approach to, to the infinite you know I mean you're looking at something and you're you're calling into being something you don't even we don't even know the fullness of what we can become so how do we even begin to build it and yeah I think understanding that that the challenges and the suffering that we experience these are these things are often the soil they are the soil from which the flower grows so everything is just utterly perfect and no matter how imperfect you may think in any moment that it might be or oh, what's going on in the states now or, oh, what's going on with covid or oh, what's going on with vaxes and all these things we can perhaps reflect on and apply solutions to but actually this uh, this this whatever's happening is a it's like you're at a fireworks display i mean that, that that's the best way of it, kind of approaching it just sit back and and watch watch it unfold and the old way which is the hard teacher which talks to us about doing you know, as that decalcifies and dismantles and this new spacious expansion field of potential becomes more earthed, is that, you know, the, the delicacy of our reformation as we are more being than doing. You know, that's in a way a cliche because it's written, you know, in every kind of new age book, but it really is so deep that we don't have to um, work it out in that same way. And that takes a breath to even allow ourselves to feel that newness as we kind of, you know, my dad always used to say, you know, he wore his recovery like a loose overcoat. And I just love that. It's his birthday actually on the first lesson. He's dead. He's passed through. He's probably smiling now because he's been mentioned, but you know, it's just to wear these energy structures as loosely and gracefully and elegantly and being me as we possibly can, because we won't have answers, but if we try to answer it in that old way of sorting it all out, we're gonna have resistance and difficulty because everything is about breaking it all down and breaking it all apart. So this new language of light that we're all, all becoming what we are, essentially our souls here on earth, is, is it needs, it, it, we have to keep learning our different language to it. Yeah, and, 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 and uh, just something that occurred to me, uh, to me to say as well is, is that we're talking a lot about how things are changing and structures. It's really important to remember that 
the inner is also the, the old of the inner is also collapsing. So what you're experiencing well is the collapse of all your conceptual structures that were associated with past paradigm. And that's a, a kind of crumbling away. So being mindful of all that as it happens and not being afraid of that, because new is unknown, isn't it? And new is away from what was. And uh, it, as those kind of structures are externally and internally collapse, that's what will cause people to go into panic. Like it's falling apart, I'm falling apart. Yeah, but, you know, great, align yourself, take refuge within higher ways of being and just, just be. It's a great question. Anybody else want to comment? Light a firework? <laughs> <laughs> Anything? I would just like to comment on something that's resonated for me this week. We are rewarded for achievement, not for contribution. And we were talking about it in an educational setting. And um, then when I was doing some um, meditating or uh, thinking, I suppose, feeling into that was that I had the realization that the achievement was very much the ego and the contribution is very much the soul. So um, I just really wanted to share that, that that, that really um, was like a thunderbolt for me. So um, thank you. Hi. I only sat in this space once before and that was the very first um, session that you did and I haven't been able to join for all these months and now I'm sort of joining and it feels very powerful because it's almost like seeing where you set out and then the intention that's passed through and more than anything I just wanted to say thank you for holding this space and for being so inclusive about it and to say it's um, made a real difference for me being here today and seeing everybody and kind of all the words that have been shared have been extremely powerful and that thing about sort of looking into the fear um, as being the place that we we go to figure it all out um, really struck a chord with me so I just wanted to say thank you for everybody Fiona and to everybody who shared. Christine thank you so much and thank you for turning up significantly today. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Anybody else like to say anything? Uh, firstly, I want to thank you, Fiona, and, and the other speakers. It's amazing to hear all this um, incredible knowledge, which all resonates with me. And I'd just like to share um, part of my journey, because at the beginning of this, um, when I did have things I wanted to say, I was so nervous that I had to black out the camera and, and couldn't speak. So I just feel the difference in me now, um, as I have been finding my voice, which has um, been a lifetime thing. So I, I want to thank each person for being here and that I, for my growth that I'm, I'm feeling throughout this and for feel, feeling so held by everyone. And seen and for seeing everyone and for hearing you um it's a, a very precious place and i feel just so grateful that you each are in the world with me right now thank you beautiful thank you the beauty of you know our togetherness and our authenticity and our 
courage and where we stumble. So this is as we come away from this competitive judging energy into this new wave of togetherness, so powerful and profound to be able to see each other and be with each other without all that stuff. I would like to share, please. Thank you for this morning. It's been so wonderful. And what's really touched me too is the fact that more and more communities are coming together and we're building this together, this sense of support and looking after each other and away from being so separate. And um, that feels like such a huge gift. And I keep hearing it, we're building this community. We need to look after each other in community. And I know that I suffered a lot when my kids were very young that I had no community around me. So now actually, because we years and years ago, it was all about community. So going back to that feels like the biggest blessing ever. So uh, really grateful that you spoke so much about it today and, and grateful for this community. It's a blessing. And grateful for all you hold for us. Thank you. All these really rich connections that we've made through these various communities in these last nine months. I mean, a total blessing. Um, just following up from what other people are saying, these words, soul tribe, it seems very important and um, nourishing and nurturing. And it's what we need, what I need. I won't speak about others, but we need something beyond just, you know, family and getting on with things. And I absolutely need, want and support this for me and all of us. Um, the soul tribe, I have a biodynamic soul tribe. And I love this, this idea where we actually, the soul can come through. So thank you, Fiona, for facilitating that. And Debbie and Cornelius, amazing. Thank you. So, so one of the things that started to come really clear to me uh, through all this work is, is we're developing a new language. And the more of us that are speaking it, the easier it is for us to live in this place. And I think the more that other people are attracted to it. And, and it just becomes really powerful and becomes easy. So, so thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Absolutely, the language of light. And we all know it and we all thirst for it and we all are it. Beautiful. New codes, new language, the language of light, our birthright, who we are, unwrapping our DNA into right relationship with everything. This is a new this is the language. You're so so right. I want to thank you for saying that because part of a huge realization in, in me is that I in a way have done myself down because the language I've been speaking all my life haven't, hasn't been understood or recognized. Mm -hmm. And so it's only now that I feel brave enough to bring what's in me out because people like you understand. And that's why I can begin to speak.
Thank you. I just can't believe the feeling of such love that I have when I'm in this group with all of you. I'm so grateful, it's just ridiculous. Um, and I really loved, uh, every time I'm reminded again that it's good enough to just have this intention to offer, if you call it light or whatever this is. I don't have the language yet, I wish I did. <laughs> but it really is a marvelous experience, I love it. Thank you so much, I'm very grateful. Yeah, when we feel love, it's so powerful, isn't it? How it opens you know, all the nadis and the meridians and that. It just, it's beautiful, I really feel this when you were talking. So let's also just sit in this, you know, that we are together as a tribe who cares, as a tribe that is finding new language, as a tribe that is finding a new walkway in this moment, in this now, in this new now. Coming together because we're willing and coming together because we are courageous and coming together because we just know this amidst everything of do we, don't we, should we, shouldn't we, can we, can't we, all of that, that's going to be carrying on. But ultimately, this is our union. This is what we are, are, are calling for. This is our nurture. This is our food. This is our way. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. And as Debbie has said and Cornelius has said, you know, we're all in this together. And to remind us all, we are not alone. There are millions of us all over this earth plane, soul tribe, and in the interdimensions and all the armies of bodhisattvas and all the Buddha planes and angel planes. This is such an auspicious time for us to be on this earth in our gentle arrow. And to know that we are all connected. And as we offer ourselves with ultimate service and compassion and fun and humor and enjoyment and curiosity and all the wonderful things that uh, Debbie talked about, but that we are part of a system of our density system that is breaking down. Every time we come together here, we increase the volume, we increase the expansion, we increase the calling. And that we are not doing it alone. That we are sisters to our mother earth. So, through until we meet again, you know, be supported by the Sangha, by your inner guides, your inner council, your soul family, your soul tribe of light that are holding you. Even when we forget we are, that's so important. Even when we forget we are, because as Debbie said, and Cornelia said, we have chosen this moment right now to incarnate, not by accident, with all the baggage and the ancestral soup, 
we've chosen to incarnate right now. And look what we've done. We've made it through the last nine months of this massive birth canal. We are learning very accurately and very fast to choose our reality. And as Debbie said, to know who you really are. And it will keep moving and changing. So to stand in your own truth, your own resonance, what you align to, you know, I always say to become barefoot practitioners, to walk with harmlessness on the earth with our own sovereignty. And to know that we are taking one giant step together. The giant step is happening and we are taking this one giant step together. It's a miracle. It's a miracle that we can have this dialogue, this knowing, this gnosis, as Laura said, this interconnection. This is the magic. This is the return of magic to our earth the return path of something lighter, purer, cleaner. Amidst all the rubble, this wave is birthing. So we end the cycle of competitiveness and we come to the heart of connection and our thriving towards is our interconnection of togetherness within all planes of nature. This is a new now moment. This is the birthing of the new Aquarian heart. So continue beloveds to give yourself more and more rest that cannot be underestimated. I have to keep talking about it because I need to learn it. <laughs> as, as I have to say, I've got double Uranus in my chart, Aquarian Libra. So vision and, and vision is so much part of my walkway. So I too need to learn to rest, to stop, to be. Loads of forgiving, self-forgiveness, loads of letting go. Let this be your Christmas parcel. Forgiveness, compassion and rest and let go. Keep remembering that the whole collective is shifting. Everything is being dismantled and we are finding our individuality, our, as Debbie said, and we've spoken about before, our own inner wise being. And to look inside, there's so much beauty there, Aquarian travel. May our prayers be carried to the hearth, may our prayers be carried to the heart. May our prayers be carried to the sky. May our prayers be carried and our visions and our hopes and intentions to all sentient beings. As we begin to love more fully and to experience love as the true way to be on this earth, the original blueprint and stepping forward into a new life without fear and it will come and we rise it and we uh, meet it. But coming back to what is present and that is love. Be curious, be excited. 
but keep aligning again, as Cornelius has said, to your intention and your vision and to your most profound state of your beingness and all you are delicately and robustly offering to life. So I've loved being with you this year, Margita and I through a place to heal and all that we hope that we've been able to support you in in this, in this moment of transition. As I said, we'll meet again around the Chinese New Year. Um, and let us celebrate that we're going to have a different type of Christmas this year. Let us celebrate. Look for what you can celebrate in the messenger of COVID. Look to see what you can celebrate because they're gifts and there's alchemy in everything. So it will be a different type of Christmas. My request is don't bitch about it, get knocked about it, but surrender into this process. We're going to be less material. There's less shopping. Um, we're going to have deeper awareness of others that are suffering. Uh, we're going to feel into, come out, you know, this, this rankling of coming out of restriction and coming into seeing what the gifts and the curiosity and the spaciousness allows so we can expand. This is key that we can expand into this quality of emptiness and spaciousness and expand. So really let that be your Christmas goodie books, expansion, spaciousness, emptiness. Open it up on Christmas day with a spoonful of Mary Poppins compassion. Open up that box into that, that alignment. And don't feel that your power has been taken away or that you are restricted Activate your own deep relationship with self. So I also know I just want to put a prayer in and maybe Margita, you could put that in the chat box as well. Um, I've asked you all to donate, you know, to this charity in, in Nepal that I support. I know there's so many charities that we're being called for right now, but just 10 pounds a month, these beautiful monks that hold the prayer field in Nepal for our humanity. They've got so little food, the teachers haven't been paid since January. So if you feel in your heart you want to set something up of a £10 a month donation, I mean there's 60, 70, 80 of us on this call or were, that will make such a difference to them. So if you felt you wanted to do that, it would it would bring my smiling heart. I would be so happy to, you know, mother these monks and to be able to look after them with their health. So I love you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your work. Thank you for your commitment. Thank you for your authenticity. Thank you for your nakedness. Thank you for turning up just as you are. And Go into this next six-week cycle with joy and enthusiasm and curiosity 
but also rest in natural great peace, rest, 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 rest. Expand, breathe, walk. Stay away from Facebook. Sorry, anybody. Deactivate from all this noise. Find your own inner stillness. Meditate, be, and allow, and be happy. I love you, I love you, I love you. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed this episode, please do comment, like, subscribe and share so that we can collectively assist more people in these times. Please ensure that you are on our mailing list via www.theoregoprogram.com to stay connected and informed for future Sunday Sanctuary announcements. Be well and look after yourself. Sending you our blessings. Goodbye for now.